description, Avakrishya, withdrawing, Shanita, the Supreme Lord lies down, Yada, when? In translation, everyone in this world has recently been born and will soon die. So how could anyone here know him who existed prior to everything else and who gave rise to the first learned sage Brahma and all subsequent demigods, both lesser and greater? When he lies down and withdraws everything within himself, nothing else remains. No gross or subtle matter, or bodies composed of these, no force of time or revealed scriptures. Any purport? Uh, here, the Shrutis they express the difficulty of knowing the Supreme of knowing the Supreme Devotional Service or Bhakti Yoga as described in these prayers of the personified Vedas is the surest and easiest path to know to knowledge of the Lord and to liberation in comparison, the philosophical search for knowledge, known as jnana yoga, is very difficult, favored though it is by those who are disgusted with material life, but still unwilling to surrender to the Lord. As long as the finite soul remains envious of the Lord's supremacy, the Lord does not reveal himself. And he states in Bhagavad Gita 9.25 Naham prakasha sarasya yogamaya samanupita muddhoyam nabhijanati yogamam ajam abhyayam I am never manifest to the foolish and the unintelligent. For them I am covered by my internal potency and therefore they do not know that I am unborn and infallible. And in the words of Lord Brahma, Pantas Dukuti Shatavatsara Sambragamyo Vayoratapi Manaso Muti Pungavanam Sopyasti Yatrapada Simya Vachintyatatwe I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, only the tip of the toe of whose lotus feet is approached by the yogis who aspire after the transcendental and betake themselves to pranayama by drilling the respiration, or by the jnanis who search out the undifferentiated Brahman by the process of elimination of the mundane, extending over thousands of millions of years. Brahma Samhita 5.34 Brahma, the firstborn living being in this universe, is also the foremost sage 
<coughs> he is born from Lord Narayan, and from him appears the host of demigods, including both the controllers of earthly activities and the rulers of heaven. All these powerful and intelligent beings are relatively recent productions of the Lord's creative energy. As the first speaker of the Vedas, Lord Brahma should know, their purpose at least, as well as any other authority. But even he knows the personality of Godhead only to a limited extent. As the Srimad Bhagavatam states, 1.335, Veda Guhyani Vipatehe, the Lord of the heart, hides himself deep within the confidential recesses of the Veda, Vedic sound. If Brahma and the demigods born from him cannot easily know the Supreme Lord, how then can mere mortals expect success in their independent pursuit of knowledge? <coughs> uh, let me take a break here to talk about this a little bit and go on. So here are the Vedas themselves who are supposed to reveal everything, saying how hard it is. What they reveal is, it's very hard to have anything revealed by any process except what the Lord himself wants to let you know. I guess the basic idea here. Uh, so, who knows you? Because it says here, in, in Iha, whenever it says Iha, it's basically here, Iha is generally stands for the material creation. Uh, uh, so who, 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 the word beta, the nose, it's a verb also, uh, and butta, ah, who knows you? I was like, ah, alas, you know, sometimes they translate it as alas. That word, word hasn't been used uh, in English for several centuries now. <laughs> okay, ah, who knows? <laughs> because everybody is here, Avara Janma Maya, both their beginning and the end are close to each other, they're recent. They happen now. It says, recently been born, soon will die, it says in the translation. So, how, what, how much time do you have to scarf up any knowledge anyway? Huh? And, you, you know, and here, how are you going to know uh, Krishna? Uh, uh, who is Agrasara, the one who came first. Uh, and from him came the, the Rishi. Here, Rishi is sage, but it means Brahma, the first sage. He's the first Brahmana. So, uh, he came, uh, you came before him, so before he's any, any, anybody's there to know anything, you were already there. And uh, then following him, Came Devagana. Uh, Gana uh, means a group, and it's a way of expressing a, per, a plural. Uh, so the Devas, the groups of the demigods, 
And it says both of them. So you say uh, in, the, in the word for word, both those who, uh, the, 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 the devas who control the senses of the living entities and the devas who live above the heavenly planets, Maharoka, Chanaloka, Tapaloka, whatever. Or it says in the translation here, uh, uh, lesser and greater. So whatever. They came. Then, so, b- b- before uh, the creation, nobody was there but, but him. So who can testify to anything? And then afterwards, uh, 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 he, he, when he lies down, this uh, Shaita, one who lies down, as to say on the waters of devastation or Ananda Shesha, when he, when he lies down, when that happens, and he withdraws all his energies, there's no uh, sadasa, uh, uh, gross matter, subtle matter. Sadasa also means cause and effect. So there are no bodies of gross or subtle matter left. Uh, 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 Nachakala Javaha, nor the, uh, any flow of time evident. Uh, there are uh, uh, no evident shastras. They're not there uh, because everything is gone. Uh, so therefore, rough. We're here for just a little flicker of time. Uh, everything happened before and after. Nobody is around to testify. Uh, 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 so how are you going to know the Supreme? So, uh, uh, and of course, uh, uh, as I say, point out right away in the purport, if, if Krishna discloses himself, then you can know. Uh, uh, the Vedas, uh, he's also esoteric. In the Vedas, I mean, the the bulk of the Vedas is about fruitive activity, actually. <clears throat> and when you get to the Upanishads, then you get, of course, uh, various other kinds of uh, 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 confusing things like impersonalism uh, and so on, like that. Uh, they've stated here that I quoted the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna's not really. Reveals himself. He doesn't. He's not manifest. You can't. You can't see him. Uh, the reason we can't see him, uh, for the most part, is because we don't want to. We're avoiding uh, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, that's why we're here in the material world. And here in the purport, then they have quoted the the, the Brahma Samhita. Uh, uh, we're worshiping Govinda. But uh, only uh, uh, the tip of the toe of his feet is approached by the yogis uh, and the great sages, uh, uh, the yogis who do pranayama and the uh, munipungava 
Moody Pungavad. Uh, Pungavad literally means bull among humans. You know, like a great person, a bull among men, they say in the term. Bull among men, the sages who are bulls among men. <laughs> great Moody Pungavad. Kind of funny, anyway. Uh, uh, so, uh, those, they can't know you. So, uh, and so, uh, in, in the purport, there's this nice quotation. So, Brahma even knows the personality of God only to some extent. In sense. And then they quote this nice statement from the Bhagavatam, Deda Guyani Ritpate, the Lord of the Heart, hides himself deep within the confidential recesses of the Vedic sound. So it's confidential knowledge. Prabhupada once explained, when you say something is confidential, gujam guyatama, uh, is that not everybody will be able to appreciate it. Uh, if, if, if I carry around in my wallet a picture of my wife and children, uh, the people that I can appreciate are a certain group of people if I, you know, show it to strangers in bars and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can't. Uh, so not everybody. It's, it's confidential. Uh, it, it, it's secret. Uh, and then we, we can think, well, if it's so secret, how come we know it? It always reminds me of this famous remark of Groucho Mark joke. He was invited to a, one of his little movies, he was invited to join a very exclusive club. And he was insulted. He said, I wouldn't belong to any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> so, so oh, if this is so confidential, how come we know it? Uh, uh, it can't be that hard. Uh, uh, we're not qualified, yet we know it. Well, this, this is because we happen to be born uh, at a very opportune time. Uh, first of all, uh, Krishna has made some arrangements. For example, the Bhagavad Gita. He, he's done that just to make it knowable. Uh, you can see what the Sanskrit is like in the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, if you really want to understand, read the Sanskrit competently in Srimad Bhagavatam, you have to have many years of Sanskrit knowledge. But after one year of Sanskrit, you can pretty much handle the Bhagavad Gita. It's really, really simple uh, and, and, and easy. And even then, people can't figure it out. Mostly because they don't really like the conclusion. <laughs> so that's the problem. Because he just goes, yeah, the point is, surrender to me. You know, that's what the Vedas are saying. That's what they're teaching us. They're teaching you. Sarvadharman Parit Jajamamekam Sharanam Really simple. But you don't want to do that, then you got to like make it all complicated and difficult to understand. Even though it's been reduced to baby food, practically, the whole Vedic knowledge. So even that's difficult. And therefore, because Lord Chaitanya has come, is now uh, given actually knowledge about Krishna is quite beyond anything that's explicitly conveyed in the, in the Bhagavad Gita. Given us access to what's actually in the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is also widely not understood. Uh, 
misunderstood. So that's that's what's happening. So that's the uh, that's the the the, uh, the uh, he's not even not even even the Vedas are it's esoteric knowledge. <coughs> it says in the Brahma Savita, very difficult to know in the Veda. Vedur Sudurlabha. But knowable by Atma Bhakti, by Bhakti of the soul, Atma Bhakti, then you can be known. Uh, so now we're gone. As long as this creation lasts, living beings face many obstacles on the path of knowledge. Because of identifying themselves with the material coverings consisting of body, mind, and ego, they acquire all sorts of prejudices and misconceptions. Even if they have the divine scriptures to guide them and the opportunity to execute the prescribed methods of karma, jnana, and yoga, the conditioned souls have but little power for gaining knowledge of the absolute. And when the time of annihilation comes, the Vedic scriptures and their regulative injunctions become unmanifest, leaving the dormant jivas completely in darkness. Therefore, we should abandon our futile attempt, endeavors for knowledge without devotion and simply surrender ourselves to the Supreme Lord's mercy, heeding the advice of Lord Brahma. And I quote, uh, Jnane prayasu dupasya namanta eva jivanti sankaritam bhavadiya bhartam stane stita shutikatim tanupan manubir ye praya sojita jitopya santais tridokyam. This is Bhagavatam 10, 14, 3. Very nice verse. Those who, even while remaining situated, in their established social positions, throw away the process of speculative knowledge and with their body, words and mind offer respects to descriptions of your personality and activities, dedicating their lives to these narrations which are vibrated by you personally and by your pure devotees certainly conquer your lordship, although you are otherwise unconquerable by anyone within the three worlds. This is a really very important and kind of interesting verse. Jnane uh, prayasam uh, is the, uh, that begins with jnane prayasam, the striving for knowledge, giving it up, udapasya, rejecting it completely, junking it. Any of these, these are the people. And Navanta uh, Eva. And they simply offer obeisances. Uh, to what do they offer obeisances? And then Jivanti, they live this way simply through by offering obeisances. And, and they, what they make uh, obeisances to, uh, you know, if you have the text in front of you, Sammukaritam bhavaniya vartam. 
all that is what they offer obeisances to. That is to say, uh, the Bhavadiya Vartam, uh, Bhavad, uh, 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 matters uh, relating to you, which are Satmukaritam, uh, says here, chanted by Sat means the devotees. Mukaritam uh, refers to making a noise, actually. I mean, just like, you know, lots of birds are chirping, that's chirping, that's Mukaritam, you know, it's like a, it's like a kind of uh, big sound you know, uh, uh, chanted by the pure devotees. So you, what you're offering obeisances to is not Krishna directly, but to those topics about Krishna. Uh, and those people, they live stanestita, uh, in their own social, economic position, whatever, you know, they go on living in, in a normal way, but they do that. Uh, and the, the, the uh, obeisances that they offer uh, they receive, they hear these topics, shrutigata, which are received by hearing, tanu vakmano They offer their obeisances with their bodies, with their words, and with their mind. And you become a uh, uh, conquer uh, uh, by them. Jita. Uh, even though you are Ajita. This is addressing the Lord as Ajita. You are Ajita, but you become Jita, conquered by those uh, 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 people, even though you are uh, uh, no one else in the world, the three loka in the world can, can, can uh, conquer you. Well, that's a pretty, pretty far out verse, actually. It's quoted here. Anyway, let's go finish the purport. In this regard, the Tattariya Upanishad 241 refers to the Supreme as Yatovacho Livartante Aprapya Manasa Saha, where words cease and where the mind cannot reach. Of course, people immediately go, oh yeah, that's impersonalism. People get into that. They come to our temple. One guy once told me to announce his realization words are meaningless. I said, In that case, you can't say that. <laughs> if you, you want to be completely true to this teaching, you can't teach it. You can't even think it. Anyway, but this is uh, the idea. The Isha Upanishad states. Although fixed in his abode, the personality of Godhead is more swift in the mind and can overcome all others running. The powerful demigods cannot approach him, and although in one place he controls those who supply the air and rain. He surpasses all the excellence. Uh, 
for this that it, the reasons quoted here is just the fact that it cannot be approached. Um, if you're running, he can beat you. And, uh, Davis Then, and in the Rig Veda 354.5, we find this mantra, mantra, Kota Veda Kanda, Kota Veda Kanda, Kota Ayata, Kota Yam, Shristi, Arvak Deva, Visara Janena, Pakoveda, this is a really different kind of Sanskrit Vedic Sanskrit here. Uh, who in this world actually knows and who can explain whence the creation has come? The demigods, after all, are younger than the creation. Who then can tell whence this word has come into being? Whence this world has come to be. So this is the basis of this text. Academics love it. it it's agnosticism in the Vedas. <laughs> uh, uh, so who can tell? So that, that's why they quote that. This is a famous statement. Uh, uh, And finally, we conclude by quoting from Sridhar Swami's uh, summary. Sridhar, Srila uh, Sridhar Swami thus prays, Vaham Buddhyadi Samudha Kvachaduman Mahastava Dinamandu Dayasindo Bhaktine Hare Disham. What am I? Being Trapped, entrapped by the material coverings of worldly intelligence and so on and so on. And what are you? And what are your glories by comparison, O Almighty One, friend of the fallen, also the mercy, Lord Rehai, please bless me with your devotion, service. Vishwana uh, Chakravarti has a Purport, a lot, lot of this purport is based on that one, but he says a kind of summary. Uh, the intended idea is this. As long as the creation lasts, living beings face many obstacles created by the coverings of material bodies. We don't really mention this in the purport here, but that's a fact. So even while it's here, many obstacles created by the coverings of material bodies even though they have divine scriptures to guide them and the opportunity to execute various methods of sadhana the conditioned souls have but little power for gaining knowledge and view when the time of annihilation comes even though there are no more obstructions the Vedic scriptures and their regulative injunctions become unmanifest leaving you, leaving the dormant jivas completely in ignorance of you. Therefore, we should abandon the quest for knowledge of you and simply engage in your devotional service. It's a good summary. So he, he observes here 
Yeah, that when you're here, there are obstacles. And when all those obstacles are removed at the time of annihilation, you can't do it. Everything else is on manifest too. Uh, you mean so? Uh, uh, any any way you look at it, it's uh, difficult. Anyway. Uh, Okay, any questions or comments? All clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just happened about it. I appreciate that explanation of confidentiality. Yeah, not everybody will be able to appreciate it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's an open secret, as they yeah. say. It's yeah. hidden in plain sight. Uh, it's been made. It's been made an open secret. And, and Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, "Guhyam guhyatamam." He says, "I'm going to tell you things that are very confidential, that are very hard to understand." He tells it to Arjuna, and it's in a really simple sense. And you notice how people don't get it. So how can how can a person or how can we? Make ourselves, bring ourselves to the point of being able to appreciate it. How can we what? How can we bring ourselves, how can we make ourselves appreciate it? In other words, how can we qualify ourselves so it does, it opens secret, opens up, that we can appreciate it? Yeah, well, I think that for ourselves now, we really have to take advantage of, of, of what's been given us. I mean, not only do we have the scriptures, but, you know, uh, because of Lord Chaitanya, uh, we know this stuff. Uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya not only, you know, took, took the, the, the Bhagavad Gita and the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, understood it, had it explained very well, but really, really gave the process... Uh, of uh, chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Uh, and that process is really, really simple. I don't think it's possible to get anything simpler. Uh, 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 than that. And of course, uh, because really there's only three words of Sanskrit you need to know, Hare Krishna and Rama. <laughs> And they're all in the same case, you know. There's no, basically no grammar even to worry about. You know. uh, 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 and, uh, and, and, but they're, 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 in the beginning, anyone can chant. Uh, but their one stricture is that if, if you want to make progress, then you have to chant while avoiding offenses. Uh, and because people have not taken that as seriously as they have should, even our own movement, uh, not that many actually are 
are, are, are making progress uh, because they, they, they chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra but they are not really striving very hard to give up offenses uh, and that therefore progress is slow. Uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya gave us the Sushastikam, uh, the, the instructions for how, how to progress and the stages of progression even in the Shishastika prayers but still we don't take to it. Uh, we try to give people a Gyatta Sukriti. We pass out prasadam to everybody. We try to do various things like that. But, but it, it's difficult because on the one hand it's the most accessible process it's given to people outside of Vedic culture. Uh, 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 there's a Bhagavatam verse, you know, which begins by listing a group of incompetent people, Kirata, Hunandra, Pulinda, Pukasha, Abira, Shomba, Yovana, Kashadaya. These are all names of like kind of tribal people and, and, and the Yovanas and the the Turks, the Greeks, you know, all these people are included in that list. And even those who are even worse, you know, even those who are more sinful. But even these, it says, they can be saved by taking shelter of one who has taken shelter of Krishna. Uh, uh, that's in the Bhagavatam. Uh, and uh, so uh, all, all efforts have, have been made uh, to do this. Uh, but, uh, but at the same time, the times are worse too. This ordinary piety is, is, is not there. What there is is disappearing conditions are becoming rough. Uh, so that's, that's, that's the situation. That's why it remains an open secret Uh, when before I was a devotee and I was a, I used to mess around with tarot cards. I remember one one, one of the tarot cards. And they have different su- suits, and one of them is cups. And in the drawings of these tarot cards, uh, they they sort of the cup becomes a symbol of the cup of communion, you know, offering you the waters of life. Anyway, there's one there's one one card that was always funny that there's a shows a picture of a guy sitting under a tree, and uh, uh, around him there's a bunch of cups because it, it was the seven or something. So there's six cups on the ground, all knocked over and spilled, and in front of his head uh, there's a cloud, and out of the cloud there issues a hand, and in hand. There's another cup, you know, brimming with the waters of life or whatever, and he's just sitting there, you know. So that sort of reminds me of the situation that some people, they, 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 everything is being offered, but uh, they don't want to take. Uh, and so the first, the first thing is to, to make, to, to, uh, to attract people. We're just having a discussion now. I'm involved in discussion about the plans for the inside of the big temple we're building in Mayapur, the Temple of the Vedic Planetarium. And 
uh, and is basically as an illustration of the Vedic universe, you know, the fifth canto universe. And uh, to me, uh, uh, the f- main thing is it should be attractive. Uh, uh, everything that, that when people see it and when they learn about it, it should be attractive. Uh, and uh, uh, I sort of remembered something I read as a philosopher, Alfred North Whitehead, he was a mathemat- famous mathematician and became a famous philosopher. One of the things that he said that I remembered from those days when I studied this stuff, he said, uh, it is more important that a proposition be interesting than it be true. The importance of truth is that it adds to interest. So first of all, people simply have to be attracted. They, they have, they have, they, uh, and it has to. I mean, to be something is interesting. That's a form of attraction, sort of intellectual attraction. Interesting, intriguing. You like it. You want it to be true. Uh, and then you remove the doubts. But if in the very beginning they're simply not <coughs> attracted at all. Uh, uh, there's not much you can do. Uh, and that's, that's, just, that's, that's the situation. Uh, so, uh, our uh, emphasis about Krishna is that he's all attractive. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, I think we mentioned before, uh, sometime, Frederick Nietzsche is the, 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 the you know, famous for having announced the death of God in the 19th century did say I I would be able to believe in a God who could dance because everybody's idea of God was some you know big harsh uh, Victorian paternal tyrant you know, nobody wants that. You know, just like your father, God the Father, yeah, look at that guy, you know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so this is, uh, that was, but a God who could dance, a dancing God, that was like a little different. Well, he didn't think that was available, but, but uh, yeah, so we, we this was, uh, important that, that, that people at least get attracted uh, to Krishna consciousness. And we have ways of attracting them that go cut through all their barriers, like for example, prasadam. They like that. Once in a while people don't, by the way. Even if it's well made and all that stuff, they don't. They, uh, they don't but uh, but uh, these are things that we do and most people, uh, they, they like uh, Harinam Sankirtan. Uh, it's definitely a positive contribution to the urban environment. And uh, at least in some cities, like in New York City, Harinam is great, you know, because New Yorkers have this spirit, if, if, if you're having a good time, they're happy for you. You know, so devotees look like they're having fun. <laughs> you know. 
you know, how it goes in Mobile, Alabama may be a little different, but uh, 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 that's, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, anyway, just an important point I've been thinking about, how do you get people to come to, because one reason uh, when uh, 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 people hear that God is a person, that's the last thing they want. Because then their idea of a person is horrible, or their idea of anyway, they they they, they don't they don't want to. Uh, and of course, we're all here because we're escaping from Krishna anyway. We don't want the idea of surrender, and so pe- people really really have to overcome a whole lot of obstacles. Uh, because it's not just ignorance is not just a passive thing. It's very active. Even, you know, there are big machineries of propaganda in this world just to keep people ignorance, ignorant. Uh, you don't want something really esoteric and hidden, more hidden than even the Vedas. What is our government actually doing? Not just our government, any government. What is really going on? You know, we're not going to let you know. Uh, so, uh, there, there are huge machineries. Remember in Kali Yuga, it said that uh, the last leg of Dharma uh, is, is truth. It's the only thing that's left. And you can see how quickly that's cleanliness, austerity, mercifulness, these are all practically disappear. There's a little bit of truth. How much of that's left? There's a problem. And so, so people don't trust anything. <coughs> anything else? should do. Now there's a lot of offenses against the Holy Name. Uh, and uh, it's not that that one if committing offenses you should stop. But you should be making serious attempt to become free from offenses. I mean it's, you know, some of them are pretty sticky uh, uh, and hard to overcome. So that the point the point is that one has to want to be trying to become free from offenses. In other words, this is called the clearing stage uh, of chanting. So there's a commitment that I'm going to chant, but I'm going to be try to become free from offenses. Now, uh, the offense to begin with, to deal with right away. But in, in the book called the Harinam Shintamani uh, by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who's channeling apparently a conversation between Hari, uh, Haridas Thakur and Lord Chaitanya, 
Uh, there it says that the, the root offense from which all other offenses spring, the soil in which they sprout up, is inattentiveness while chanting, pramadaha in the Sanskrit. Okay. And sometimes we add it on, oh, it's also an offense to be inattentive while chanting. That's not a by the way. The reason why sometimes we have 11 offenses is the Sanskrit verse with offenses, they're not numbered. And there's different ways of, of combining them. And so, so, but it is offense. Inattentiveness while chanting. Apipramadaha, it says. And so Bhaktivinoda this is the offense from which all others spring. And that if we're not trying to become free from that offense, we won't become successful in dealing with the others. So here's what you do. You sit down to chant rounds. You have a set of beads. And you have in front of you a simple thing, uh, 16 words, 32 syllables. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. That's where you practice attentively, attentive chanting. Uh, if, if, if you are fully Krishna conscious, or even not close to getting close, your, your mind stays on those holy names because you're attracted, because the holy name is beginning to reveal itself. But in the beginning, you find Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 and pay attention, keep your mind focused on it. Uh, but we discover that after two or three mantras, maybe suddenly it's over there. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my mind gets a little bit peaceful, and different ideas come. Uh, I get so many good ideas when I chant. Prabhupada said once, "No scheming during japa. <laughs> scheming in the British sense, making plans." <laughs> No scheming during japa. Uh, 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 so, but when you when you're now now if 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 you're chanting and it's offensive and you're on the offensive stage, your mind starts to wander and you you just free associate on and 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 on. And on. Uh, that's offensive. The clearing stage when you've noticed when we've noticed our mind has gone away. Oh, we bring it back. We command our attention and we, we place, place it at the feet of the holy name. And it, and it wanders again. You bring it back. So this is the initial struggle. And, and it's very interesting because, because we're show, giving attention to something is showing respect. And actually, within attention is the seed of, seed of love. Because if you love somebody you pay attention to it. If it's interesting, you pay attention. Uh, uh, and sometimes we're surprised. There's people called geologists who are like interested in rocks. It's the hardest course. People take it in college because it's the easiest uh, science course requirement to take is geology. And the difficulty is it's so boring. But there are people to whom it is fascinating. You take anything in material nature and actually if you pay attention to it, it becomes interesting. Because it works that way too. So, so if you love something, it's interesting. But if you can some, and you pay attention, 
But but if if you just pay attention, it will become interesting. <laughs> that's that's the beginning of love, and you're showing Krishna, you're demonstrating per, per, behind it. It may seem mechanical; your mind wanders and you bring it back. But actually, we're showing Krishna that we are interested in a relationship, and therefore we're paying attention. We have our hand on the drill bell. If it doesn't seem to be answered, we don't go away. Yeah. And so it's a little, a little perseverance. So it's, it's really simple. When you chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, what's present to your mind at, at uh, let's say, now, for, for me it's two names, Hare Krishna. That's like one unit of time. <laughs> and people's minds may work at different speeds. It's Hare Krishna. So all I have to worry about is that pair of names that's immediately present to my consciousness. And that pair of names, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, and I just pay attention. Uh, and I try to chant in that way. Some will be easy days, some will be hard, and so on, but I don't give up. And that way, we chant in this way, we will, we will make progress. We, we will see the potencies of the holy name Release lust and greed and anger will start to decrease and things will happen. We don't do them, they'll, they'll, they'll start to happen. If you chant and nothing happens, it's probably because, you know, okay, done. Something I got to get through and get over with. But that's our, that's our, our uh, and then of course, in a group, when you're chanting in kirtan with a group, also one, one should pay attention. And usually because it's a tune, it's a melody, and there are other people, you know, it's, it's a little, little easier to get into. But uh, Anyway, that's, that's what, what we need to do. And it'll work. We just follow the few bit. And, and that, that's about as simple as it gets. I, I don't know how to make it much easier than that. Okay. I guess we should stop. Yeah, we're way over time. Okay. Thank you very much. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.